Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. We are coming to you live. From the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios, National Mortgage Lender, Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage, with you there every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. In 20 minutes, they're paid pros. They're paid to entertain and win, not spare your feelings. Can I say one thing on Raptors fans first? Because I had to get this off my chest, and it's a couple of days later, and you notice how quick, how quick social media is, and there's people who tweeted us. You got to remember, Twitter's not real. Twitter's not the real world. If Twitter were the real world, I'm not trying to make any political statement here, but if Twitter were the real world, Hillary Clinton definitely would have been the president. Because there was nobody on Twitter who thought there was a chance in hell Donald Trump would have been president of the United States. If If Twitter were real things would be a lot different. And I think it was proven earlier this week when Kevin Durant went down with the with the Achilles injury. Because immediately, and I, I got to give credit where it's due, Sean Marash, who was on the DA show, tweeted about fans being excited or at least opportunistic about Kevin Durant going down. And I st- I looked at that, and I saw his mentions, and Hickey knows where I'm going with this, because Hickey, I- did you see him too? Did you see the mentions too with Mraz? Did not see the specific mentions, no. It but I saw was a bloodbath for Sean Marash, courtesy of the DA Show, 9 to noon every single day right here on CBS Sports Radio weekdays. Not every single day, but weekdays. You get what I'm saying. Uh, audio courtesy, or the, the, the Twitter courtesy of that, because he tweeted about, hey, it Kevin Durant went down. People are going after Raptors fans. And, yeah, there's probably some Raptors fans. Oh, great. Kevin Durant hurt himself. He he may never play basketball again. Yeah. I don't know why I need to sound like Kenneth Kniff, but I decided to go with this voice. And they're excited about Those people I'm not talking about. Those are degenerates and goofballs. But in the world of pro sports, folks, it's okay. It's okay. If you're if if you're a Raptors fan or if you're a professional sports fan in general, pro sports, a guy goes down, even in big time college sports, a guy goes down, you can't tell me you don't get a little giddy because of the opportunity. Not because of that guy personally, not because I wish ill will on Kevin Durant or anything. If Steph Curry goes down, that sucks. If any one of these guys go down for the glorification of the game, it sucks. It would have definitely meant more to me as an as a person who's observing and an opinionist to see Toronto beat Golden State with Kevin Durant. There would have been no conversation about an asterisk. I still don't believe there should be an asterisk. But with Kevin Durant going down, and you did see some fans who were excited, I think some fans were excited because, one, yeah, Kevin Durant had gotten in the face of uh, Fred Van Vliet earlier in the game. Two, they're going to be world champions. They saw a shot. 
But this is an opinion that's easier said than tweeted. Mraz tweets it, people go nuts. And you know why? Twitter ain't real. Twitter's a place of groupthink. Twitter's a place of popularity contests. Twitter is a place of dunking on people, quote-unquote, trying to get jokes across, and really only trying to get likes and trying to get retweets. That's what people do for Twitter. And there was no bigger example of that than in the NBA Finals earlier this week when Kevin Durant went down. Kevin Durant went down. Oh, I hope I hope the best for Kevin Durant. I hope the best. Kevin Durant's made $400 million in his life, and he will play basketball again. He didn't die. I know that Bob Myers was overcome with emotion. Bob Myers is obviously very close to Kevin Durant, closer than I thought even last week. I speculated last week, even after the parade joke. Bob Myers was very emotional about it. It sucked. I bet he felt a little bit guilty where he wanted to win a championship. He probably felt guilty that he was hopeful that Kevin Durant was going to come back. Kevin Durant made a choice to come back, and then that happens at the moment where everybody and their brother kept asking, Achilles injury? No. Achilles injury? No. Achilles injury? No. And then he hurts his Achilles. Of course Bob Myers is upset. That's the real world. That's real. But Kevin Durant didn't die the other day. He's not going to die because of that. But because we want to get these retweets and because we want to get these likes, how dare Toronto fans be excited? These animals, these pigs, you should be ashamed and disgusted, Canada. By the way, don't be celebrating yet, Canada. I'm going to talk about your soccer coverage coming up. You should be ashamed and disgusted. Yes, because Canadians are very well known for being ruthless, cutthroat people that really wish the worst on professional athletes all over the world. That's right. Everything's been a lie. They're really not nice people up in Canada. They're quite mean-spirited. They wish the worst for everybody. I mean, you nuts. It's okay. You, it means you're a sports fan. Trust me, if you call up and you go, I can't wait until that bastard Steph Curry tears his ACL, that's a different story. You're, you're a degenerate. You're part of a less than 1% population. You really need help, and I wish you'd stop bothering me, and I wouldn't want you listening. But most other people, oh, my God, Toronto's, and even though Toronto lost that game, Toronto's going to win the series. Oh, my God. We brought this up locally. If you're a, if you're a fan in Kansas City, if you're, a, if you're a Chiefs fan, a Browns fan, a Steelers fan, a Colts fan, a Texans fan, any one of the teams are the top five, six, and I'm, I'm sorry if I didn't mention your favorite team, who have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You're in the AFC Championship game. Tom Brady in the first quarter gets rolled up on. End of the game. Here comes Brian Hoyer. You're not a little bit giddy? Not, not, a, li- not a little bit giddy. So you spend the rest of the game in quiet and in solitude and and, and reflection because you don't want to feel good that Tom Brady got hurt and that your team is going to beat the Patriots. Okay. That's why, again, Twitter, social media isn't real. Your living room, the stadium, that's real. And sometimes it is ugly. There was a, a, a small portion of people who were legitimately excited to see Kevin Durant get hurt. Those are mouth-breathing idiots. You can't do anything about those people. But to sit there and rip off strong opinions that Toronto Raptors fans are soulless, indignant creatures because they were excited that Kevin Durant got hurt, they were excited because they thought their team was going to win. Live in reality for a second. 
What happened earlier this week was flatly ridiculous. You're a sports fan. It's okay to be a sports fan. 855-2124-CBS. What I'm about to say about Steph Curry isn't fair. It's absolutely true. I said last week, it's it's a defining series for Kawhi. It's a defining series for Steph. Steph is six foot three, and I brought up all the accolades before. Steph has done things that have been amazing for a guy of his stature in a le- in a world of giants. He's done it all. He's been a two time MVP. You've heard it all before, a multiple time champion. But what he hasn't done yet, and there's still a chance he could do it at some point. The league is changing. He's part of the reason the league has changed. Is he hasn't thrown a team on his back and led them to a finals or led them to a championship. He's the leader at Golden State. He's a straw that holds the drink that, that stirs the drink. They don't get together with without Steph. The entire feeling of Clay and Draymond and even Kevin Durant to a certain degree isn't done without Steph Curry. The the love of Steve Kerr isn't done because of the understanding that Steph Curry has with Steve Kerr. There's a, everything that goes through Golden State goes through Steph Curry. He demands respect, and he has my respect. I respect Steph Curry. Now that I got the eraser phrase out of the way, I told you last week, and I'll tell it again. Ken, he scored 36-5. and It's not enough, and no one's going to remember that. They might remember Kevin Durant being out. They're not going to mention Steph Curry. They might remember that. But if you're giving me excuses about Clay Thompson getting hurt and and Kevin Durant getting hurt, and then looking forward and saying that Draymond or Draymond Green was banged up and that Demarcus Cousins shouldn't even have been out there, which he probably shouldn't have been, and, and Kevon Looney shouldn't have been out there, and you're giving me all these excuses, that's exactly what they are. And when I bring up the all-time greats, and some people had such a problem with this, wrapping their heads around it, when I talk about LeBron James. I don't say LeBron James should have another championship because the air conditioning went out in San Antonio and he cramped up. LeBron James is criticized and given credit for everything that goes on. The undoing of the LA Lakers, LeBron has a hand in that, no matter what, because he is who he is. Magic Johnson has a hand in that because he is who he is. In the 1980s, Magic Johnson had a hand in what went on with Paul Westhead because Magic was who he was at the time. Magic took a team, threw it on his back, won an NBA championship playing center. He had the body to do so. Kawhi Leonard took a team, threw it on his back, won an NBA championship. The other guy was out. He's another guy in Kevin Durant who could take a team, throw it on his back, and win an NBA championship as a back-to-back finals MVP. Golden State was a team that came in favored in this series. But I don't know if they were focused. It seemed to be a coronation instead of getting through Toronto. And when I look at Kawhi Leonard, I've seen that trait of being able to take a team and lead to a moment of greatness. Kobe the same way. Michael, it goes without saying. LeBron, yes. Magic, yes. Shaq, yes. Larry Bird in 86, yes. I haven't seen it yet from Steph. He is a Hall of Famer. They changed the rules for Steph. He's had a tremendous impact. He's had a great impact. I just don't know if he's an all-time great. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll take some calls when we come back. Also, they're paid pros. They're paid to entertain and win, not to spare your feelings. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hickey, did I touch a nerve? All of a sudden, they just came flying right in, didn't they? Must have liked what you were saying. I was going to talk women's soccer. 
But here we are. I'm still going to, if you think I'm not going to get that hot take off about equal pay, you must be crazy. 855-2124-CBS. Trust me, I'm getting my stuff in. Let me get the Tony in Vancouver. Tony, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken. Yeah, I'm a little upset with the media these days. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Kevin Durant fan, but he's been absolutely crucified by the media for the past two years. Flat out, mm-hmm. just dogged. Mm-hmm. Up until the up until the game last week, there was people saying that if he can practice, he can play. No, he's if he doesn't play, he's gutless and he's selfish. All he cares about. Are you talking the about the? Are you talking about the Kawakami article in the no, Athletic? Well, that yeah, the whole media, yeah. Whole media. There's a guy coming on your station tomorrow morning that I'm going to be getting all over. <laughs> well, Tony, let me because the, the, the thing Pony about the Express there, you know, I'm you, never you, going to have at it. You going to Filipponi? Yeah, Man, boy, I might yeah, need to set an alarm for that. Uh, okay, Tony, let me. Look, I, I don't need to explain it. I, you, you have your opinion. I think I, I, I think I agree with you. With the Kawakami article, I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, the hell with it. With that article, so I, I know that he wrote some things about Kevin Durant. Somebody had to tell him something. Did he just fly off? The, maybe he did. Maybe he just went off half cocked and decided to go in for go into business for himself and say some things about Kevin Durant. I wonder if somebody in that building, because they said that, boy, it's getting some frustration going, Tony. Boy, I wonder if someone in that building kind of was wondering, because remember, we did this in Cleveland with Kyrie Irving in 2015 before he broke his kneecap. Yeah, there but, was, but, no, but nobody's been getting yeah. the heat that Kevin Durant gets. I mean, No, yeah, he, you're right. I mean, he just flat out, you know, he was called every name in the book. And, and, and now that he's hurt, he's everybody's hero. I mean, the it, reason, it's ridiculous. The reason behind that, Tony, and it's in that part is very simple. And I got, I got other calls to get to, Tony. I thank you for the call, but I'm definitely going to want to hear you call into Filipponi tomorrow. Is that 10 to 2 Eastern on CBS Sports Radio? Yeah, I'm going to be listening to that. You think I'm going to miss the Pony Express on that one? You must be crazy. The reason that is that the media knows they can get to him. When he's up at the dais on a, in, a, in a press conference, Telling people to grow up and cussing them out and saying to focus on basketball when he's asked about free agency because no one cares about the regular season anymore. So anytime Kevin steps out there, they want to ask him about a press conference. Then when Kevin fires back, there's one of two things. One, people are excited because they know they can get to him and then we can try to have a back and forth. Or two, and this one's more prevalent, media members get mad when you fire back and challenge them. Hey, I, I brought it up myself. The reason people are asking Kevin Durant the question is because he hasn't signed a long-term deal. When he signs a long-term deal or when he leaves, then they'll stop asking the question. If he goes and signs a multi-year deal with the Knicks, people aren't going to ask him the question for a long time. Well, the Knicks are a mess, so maybe they'll talk about training him at some point, so maybe it'll get brought up sooner than later. Either way, if you sign a long-term deal, it keeps those questions at bay. When you don't and people aren't interested in the regular season, they're going to ask you the question. And when you fire back on it, people are going to take it one of two ways, or they'll be on the fa- or they'll be on the player's side. But what was happening, and I think that this is true. And now with the injury, this has changed. But I thought over the entire year, Kevin Durant was made a scapegoat. The fighting with the media, the fans believed the entire time he was leaving. Everybody and their brother have believed the entire time that Kevin Durant is leaving. So then it was a race, and that's part of the reason I think that some of the craziness was there, and the favorite was there when Golden State was favored in the finals. Because now the Splash Brothers are back. Hey, you guys read the story. We all got in the huddle when KD went down, and we all smiled at each other. 
The guys were back. The Splash Brothers were back. And the dynasty continues the way it was supposed to be, too, with the original guys. Remember, two weeks ago, we couldn't we could not get over Draymond Green. Draymond Green's had a daughter. Draymond Green's a nice guy now. Everybody loves Draymond Green. Probably already wasn't that bad of a dude regardless, but here we go. Everybody loves Draymond Green. Some people question because Draymond Green has a contract coming up next year. Whatever that was, we wanted to turn that into a good, feel-good story. Because Kevin Durant, the villain, was leaving Golden State. It's what we do. We feel one way, we take it the other way, and we're going to tell you how we do it, and we're going to do it every single time. And then eventually we'll build back up Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant hurt his Achilles. Now it's going to be a feel-good story. He'll battle back from injury. God, if he signs with Golden State, it's the love of Bob Myers that sold it. Bob Myers' tears the night that Kevin Durant went down and his NBA future was in question when Bob Myers wept openly to the American public and the worldwide media. It showed the love that the organization that the Golden State Warriors have that you just can't find anywhere else. That's the way they'll talk because we love a good story and we'll gravitate towards it. Ryan in Columbia, South Carolina. You're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey man, how you doing? Um, Horrible. You know, you know the uh, sports fans are, are uh, tuned in to, to be exciting. They tune in to watch to see something. It's like uh, NASCAR fans uh, cheering a wreck. You don't want to see anybody hurt, but these athletes, you know, their their bodies are a machine. And um, who who what what sports fan has not been watching a football game and said, you know what, maybe he won't come back in. Um, Ryan, I, I want to shake your hand because I love the comparison. I'm an actual NASCAR fan, and when when Kurt Busch gets spun out or Kyle Busch gets spun out, I love it. Sorry, it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I feel like NASCAR is starting to fall off because of the vanilla um, mm-hmm. safety. Um, and, and God knows they should have safe safety, but but you got to take what comes with it, and the excitement just isn't there anymore. Well, I think part of that is that Kyle Busch, and the reason I bring up a guy like Kyle Busch and even Kurt Busch, those guys have, and I know we're getting off the the beaten path there, Ryan, and thank you for the call. Those guys have personality. The other ones don't have personality. NASCAR's problem is you got a bunch of 18-year-olds that don't resonate with their fan base. The hardcore fan base of NASCAR is working class people from the southeast, mostly. And anywhere else, they're working class people who still work on their own cars, where a dashboard doesn't just sell them. They are hobbyists. They are enthusiasts. I'm sorry, 18, 19-year-olds named William Byron is not getting them going. Dale Earnhardt, who was not a good father and a husband and would admit as, so, admit as such when he first got his ride with Wrangler, who quit high school, that's a guy people can resonate with because we've all made mistakes. And he was worth $70 million personally when he passed away. And there were plenty of people who hated that guy. Personality drives it. And there were plenty of people who hated Dale Earnhardt and loved him when he wrecked. And then all of a sudden they felt horrible when they found out that Dale Earnhardt had died. That's the natural order of things. Going back to the KD discussion, there are people who live their entire lives on Twitter and they just want to fire off the retweets and they want to fire off the likes and do what they can to get likes. Do you think anybody, were there people really seriously crying in their living rooms over Kevin Durant? Maybe his parents, his mother, maybe his family, who were probably at the game. It was in Toronto. Maybe they were back at home. They might have been upset. There might have been a couple of hardcore fans. Bob Myers obviously was there and crying. 
But some of these people who wanted to rip on Toronto fans for being excited, please. Yes, there are a couple of idiots in every crowd who are legitimately excited that a, a great athlete tears his Achilles or hurts himself very, very badly. Those people are mouth breathers. Those people are morons and degenerates. And those aren't the people that I'm talking to right now. For the 99.9% of us who live in the real world, it's okay to be a little bit excited that a guy goes down because of the opportunity. I'll bring it up all day long. If Patrick Mahomes goes back to the AFC Championship game, the Colts are playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes gets rolled up on in the second quarter. You're just supposed to spend the rest of the game crying, being sad. Oh, I know we're going to the Super Bowl, but to celebrate at a time like this. If Patrick Mahomes died, then I could understand that. Yeah, that would be a reason where you would say, uh, the celebrations are meaningless at a time like this. Yeah, that I get. If Patrick Mahomes had something bad happen to him physically, but yeah, he'll play next year. Yeah, you're excited about the opportunity. Your team has a better chance of going to the Super Bowl. Nothing against Patrick Mahomes. It's natural. You're a sports fan. It's opportunistic. 855-2124-CBS. More calls coming up. And women should make more than the men. Relax, all you economics out there. I'll tell you coming up. Or economists. See, it's getting late in the show. You can tell. Trust me, I'll get this in. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Ken Carmen Show on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. Speak now, forever hold your peace. That is CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes. It could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You owe it to yourself. Do yourself a friggin' service. Get to Geico.com. Take advantage of it. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Send the tweets at Ken Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N. I'm going to get into it. Ryan. Oh, Ryan. Oh, Ken. Hick, how many women's soccer players do you know right off the top of your head? Go. You want to list them? Alex Morgan, uh, Megan Rapinoe, and Zach Ertz's wife. I don't know her first name. Okay. You got you got uh, Zach Ertz. Boy, this is a... Uh, I don't know if that's the way you should do it. Uh, ah, what the hell? Okay, you got Alex Morgan, the soccer player that that uh, who Zach Ertz? Yes. Zach Ertz is married yes, to. Yes, I, uh, okay. Julie Julie Ertz. I think is her first name. Okay, Julie Ertz. There you go. Carly Lloyd. I, there's another one. There's four. Okay, Carly Lloyd. There. Hey, that's four. I could think of the other day off the top of my head. Alex Morgan. I said Rapino, but it's Rapino. I'd always heard it as Rapino. But it's Rapino, right? Right. I've only heard of it as Rapino, but that's, okay. Mo- yeah. Megan Rapino, Alex Morgan, and I heard, and I had heard of Kelly O'Hara. Off the top of my head, I can name those three. And you just brought up who did you just bring up again? Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd that, and Julie Ertz. That's five right there off the top of my head. And that's not a lot. And immediately, it's well, these women think they ought to be paid as much as the men, and there should be there should be equal pay for the women, and people are going to get upset because I'm not making an economical type of decision here. But I'm telling you that it should be that way because I'll tell you what, for the men's team, I can't name a damn one off the top of my head. I'm paid to do this. I can't name, and the ones I can don't play. The men's soccer players on the U.S. national men's soccer team that I can think of, there's zero. The first ones that came to my head, Alexi Lalas, 
who hasn't played in 20-some years, Landon Donovan, who hates Alexi Lawless and hasn't played in, what, a decade now? Hick? Yeah, I don't know I mean, soccer that no well. Uh, the other ones, I, w- uh, I know of Freddie Adu, who I don't even think played for the United States. Maybe he did. I, I have no idea. There's David Beckham certainly never played for the U.S. Oh, yeah, Clint Dempsey. Did he play before? Does he play now? I don't, I don't know because they weren't in the World Cup. Let me ask you this. Because there were so many people when I put out the radio tease today when I said, no, nah, not, it's not just that the women should have equal pay. It's that they should make more. They deserve to make more. And immediately people got in and said, well, Ken, where's the money going to come from? Yeah, I know. I'm not Jim Cramer over here trying to tell you that there's money squirreled away. I have no idea. And I know that there's more eyes on the men, technically, than there are on the women. But I would feel that there's more eyes on the men because we have we watch in the mornings on Saturdays Champions League soccer, La Liga, the Bundesliga, and, of course, the Premier League. You have European soccer that carries the U.S. men's national team that, again, Hickey, they didn't qualify for the, for the World Cup last time, right? You'd be correct. They missed I have out. A men's, I have a men's team that didn't even qualify for the World Cup. What did I get already out of the women's team that will play later on this weekend that I'm going to watch later on this weekend? Again, I already got drama. There are three people I knew of off the top of my head. I know zero for the men. And guess what I got to do? I got to defend America as an arrogant, angry American. It was a blast this weekend hearing the Canadian panel whine and moan about the United States running up the score and then celebrating like crazy all those scores. To the point of, and this is the this has got to be the most Canadian thing ever, they took down the video. Did they not, Hickey? Can't get it in the U.S. Folks, the video's gone because we ripped on them too much for the video. Because isn't that what makes America great? We know we have our problems, and we need to face those problems head up, society-wise, culturally, within the generations, but that's still what makes America sensational, is that if you come after us, we come back after you full bore, to the point where TSN took down the video of the women who were criticizing, heavily might I add, the U.S. women's national team. Yeah, they scored 13 goals, and the best part about that is, I don't have to care. It's not high school soccer. It's not college soccer. It's not high school or college sports. It's really not amateur sports. You're paid, and I wish you were paid more, because you know what? You entertained me. Because I got an argument out of it. I had fun out of it. I got to defend America. I got to sit there on my ass in my living room, being fat, watching women play soccer, and running up the score on Thailand. And they were dancing, and they were sliding across the bench, and people were mortified. There is nothing better in pro sports. Let me say this with with my entire heart so you understand that I mean every syllable that's coming out of my mouth. There is nothing better in pro sports than rubbing it in. Nothing better. And this is a professional sport. I know that they're national teams and we're supposed to play for pride and sportsmanship and all that garbage. This is the highest that U.S. women's soccer will be to professionally. This is where it's at. You want to run it up? You go ahead. You want to celebrate? Please, I encourage you to. Nobody calls me up on Sunday bitching and moaning about guys playing duck, duck, goose in the end zone. Nobody does that because they're professionals. And to the victor goes the spoils. Ken, what about the kids? I don't care about the kids. I have kids. And if my kids 
want to be asses about celebrations, I have no problem being their father and telling them they haven't earned any of that yet. And none of that is to be emulated. If my son becomes the next Mike Trout, which he won't, or if my son becomes the next great wide receiver, which he won't, and shouldn't even be trying to, because I don't even want to try to encourage that, because then I end up living vicariously through him instead of him following his own dreams. That's an entirely different discussion. But if they want to sit there and they want to emulate that, I have no problem you know, being their father, telling them that, no, you shouldn't do that because you look like an ass. You make me look like an ass. Son, stop doing that. And this comes from a kid who was a hot dog at one time where I got a sack and did the Macarena. You remember that, Dan Hickey? I love the Macarena. Yeah, I played for the Dolphins in fourth grade. I stood up and did the Macarena against the Redskins. Got the first sack of the game. Was there a penalty after that? Nope, and I still don't regret it to this day. How about that? Letting the kids play. But if I was my dad, I would tell me, don't do that. That's silly. But if my son played in the NFL or Major League Baseball or professional soccer or the NHL and he wanted to celebrate, to the Victor goes to spoil, son, be ready to have it come back at you. Because that's the beauty of professional sports is I don't have to care about your feelings. I pay you so I don't have to care about your feelings. I don't. There's great moments of sportsmanship. Not that there shouldn't be sportsmanship. You can be a sportsman. You could be Barry Sanders and hand off the football, and everybody who who doesn't like that stuff can love you. There's room for that. But when I see all these people bellyaching about the U.S. women's national team, I can't believe they dance. I wish they would have scored more now, and I wish they would have danced more. I hope they choreograph a number if they play against one of these teams again and score 15 goals or 20 goals. I don't care. That's the beauty of pro sports. Again, I get to enjoy without having to care about your feelings. High school, college, I'm supposed to care about your feelings. It's amateur athletics. We're supposed to deal in sportsmanship here. But in the pros, it's about winning and moving on. The winner gets everything. The loser gets nothing. The loser gets fired. And as a pro, it's up to you. If you don't want to be embarrassed, don't play the game. If you don't want a guy pimping a home run and watching and admiring from the box... Don't give up a home run. You don't want a guy celebrating on you in the pylon in the end zone? Don't give up the touchdown. You know how the rest of it goes. Don't get dunked on. You don't want a guy hanging from the rim telling him to look at his junk? Don't get dumped on. So I encourage, please know this, with every sentiment of my being that none of this is an act, and it's the absolute truth. I encourage U.S. women's soccer. If they can, it's not always going to be that way, obviously. It's going to get difficult. Run up the score. Celebrate like you've never celebrated before. Do you know why? Because I pay attention to you. I, I'm, I'm digging what you're, what you're putting down. You're entertaining me. That makes me more likely to spend money on you. That makes me more likely to want to see more of what you do and to then give more money to what you do. It makes you interesting, which makes you marketable. And so in the future... Because I know I can't pay you what the men make now because that money's already spent. But maybe in the future, I can start to pay you what the money make for the U.S. national team. I I can pay you more because you're better and more exciting. And it's so much fun arguing with other countries about sports and then beating them in sports. It's a blast. You remember Michael Phelps 
and the 4x4 100 relay in the Olympics. And remember Team France back in the day coming after you saying that they were going to take the gold medal, that this is the end of Michael Phelps. And you might, you might not, but you might remember where you were at when they won the relay and you were pulling for him. I don't watch swimming. I don't care about swimming. But that was the Olympics, and I was there. You know why? Because I'm a pig-headed, nationalistic American just like anybody else. It's so much fun. And because of all that, that I just said, I'd love to pay the women more than the men. The women are interesting. The women are fun. The women, I have conversations about the women's team. We have topics. We have people calling in about the women's team. Care about the men? They're not interesting at all. They're a disappointment. Are the, is the U.S. women's team picked to win the entire World Cup? I don't know. Tell me, Ryan. Are they supposed to? Yes. Are they the favorite or one of the favorites? I believe they're their favorite, defending champions. Are you seeing this? I got something to defend. I like the women's national team for the same reason I want. I liked Ric Flair as a kid. To be the man, you got to beat the man. 16-time World's Heavyweight Championship. You want it, you got to take it, baby. For the rest of the people in the World Cup, for the rest of the teams of the World Cup, either get to beating us or continue to bitch. I've seen the videos of Thailand. They do great things, too. It seems like a wonderful tourist destination with wonderful people. And if we were having one of those Cobra fights competitively, Thailand would win. Go look that stuff up on YouTube. It's pretty incredible. We're not as good at Cobra fighting as what Thailand is. But we are much better at soccer. And because you're on their national team and we're playing you and you qualified for the World Cup, you could argue about the competition level. Fine, I'll hear you. But since you qualified for the World Cup, I don't have to care about your belly aching. I don't have to care about you not feeling good about it. I don't have to care about the sportsmanship. I don't have to care about Canada calling out the United States on sportsmanship with with U.S. women's soccer or with the Women's World Cup. So now I'm interested. And because of all that, I'm in, and I think you should, I think you deserve more. Because I've never had this type of passionate conversation at all about the men's national team, ever. Get to Marcus in Birmingham. You're next up on the fan. Or, excuse me, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead, Marcus. Hey, I think the team they play next is worse than Thailand, so they might get 20 points. Say what, buddy? I can barely hear you. Sorry, uh, I said the team they play next, I think, is worse than Thailand, so they might get 20 points, actually. They're worse than Thailand? That's what I heard. Oh, man, run it up. Run it up. I hope. Have you ever seen Mighty Ducks or Mighty Ducks 2? Never saw that, but I can only imagine. Oh, <laughs> man. I, anybody who's seen Mighty Ducks out there, I want to be like Jack Riley with the Hawks jacket and flip up the collar because it ain't <laughs> worth winning if you can't win big. Continue, Marcus. There you go. Hey, I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, and a, some years back we were playing them in uh, that wide receiver. 85 Ward came across the middle, got hit pretty hard, and he went down. And I said, woohoo! You know, I wasn't cheering because he got hurt, but I was. I'm supposed to tell you. I, well, according to Twitter, according to Twitter this week, Marcus, I'm supposed to tell you you're a horrible person. Exactly. I'm like, am I missing something? I mean, the guy he got hurt. He's not dead. He's a multi-millionaire. He's. I'm just going for the other team. He got hurt, and we stand a better chance of winning. So in yeah. the game, I just cheered a little bit. I don't think they should be ridiculed for that. I, I think we could if we just. Lay off the social media for a second. And, Marcus, thank you for the call. Your 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 connection was a little broken up. 
if you lay off the social media for a second, I think we understand. There's plenty of people out there who want the likes and retweets and want to want to roast people and milkshake duck the fans out there because they were happy that their team had a better shot. I don't have anything against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a probably, I imagine, I don't know him personally, so I only speculate and I like to speculate the nice things about people. I'm sure Kevin Durant has a conscience and is a good person and has done a lot for the NBA and has certainly made a lot of money for the NBA and his tearful acceptance of the of the MVP to his mother tugged in my heartstrings. I really liked Kevin Durant for that. I have nothing against Kevin Durant. And as a fan of basketball and, and wanting to see seven games and wanting to see if they could come back or if Toronto could beat them with Kevin Durant, I was upset to see Kevin Durant hurt. But I don't blame a Raptors fan for going, oh, my God, Kevin Durant's hurt. Oh, my God, we're going to win the championship. It's okay. doesn't make you a piece of garbage. makes you an opportunist. I watched the, 20, I watched the 2002 National Championship game. Willis McGahee's knee basically got obliterated and exploded right on national television. Felt horrible for Willis McGahee. And then when he actually came to the Cleveland Browns and he offered to play talk with me, in the locker room while he was butt-ass naked in that locker room on a stack of boxes, knowing that I did not have the type of currency that he has to buy into a game of talk with him. But he seemed to be a very nice man. And I felt even worse that he got hurt in that game, but he went on to a nice career in the NFL. I felt bad about him being hurt. But at the time, as an Ohio State fan, yeah, it's an opportunity. It's okay. doesn't make you a piece of garbage. I think what we need to do anymore is we need to separate our real lives as fans, even though we're more connected than we've ever been in our entire lives. We need to separate our lives as fans from where we are on social media. I was about to say, when are you going to play the music, Hick? Well done. Big thanks to Hick. Big thanks to Shep. Chris Lepresti was fantastic. John Fast, dare I say, even better. Kevin Wall, wonderful as well. Big thanks to the callers. Sam Amico, Olden Polonies. We got Andy Gresh next. He's gonna be he's gonna be so strong, so wonderful, so nice. You're gonna love him. I'm Ken Carmen. You have a wonderful week, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.